Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy hump day. Erica El Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Thanks as always for listening. And we have a lot to talk about. I know it's been a little while, but we're going to, of course, talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup final. And with the Stanley Cup final locked and loaded, that means the season is done, which also means that silly season has just begun. We're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about free agents, qualifying offers, buyouts, all of it on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hello again, Seattle hockey fans. Erica Elayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. You are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. And of course, congratulations to our own Locked on Avalanche hosts, Chris and Kyle. As a matter of fact, let's head over to them right now uh, so you can hear their immediate reactions to the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. After 21 years, the Stanley Cup is heading back to Colorado. The Avalanche take care of business in Game 6 in Tampa. I mean, everything was there for the Avs in Game 5, and they let it slip through their fingers. And so many people were just saying, well, this is going back to Denver for Game 7, and I kind of understand that with their opponent, who they're going up against in Tampa. But this team is resilient. They have been all season long. And while some people are out there maybe thinking, because it's Tampa, we're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them game six, the Avalanche were like, "Uh uh-uh, we're taking this thing. And a two-goal second period was all they need and then shut down defense in the third that gave Tampa nothing and the Avalanche are hoisting the cup. Unbelievable. The kings of boring and bland hockey went into the castle and defeated the back-to-back champions. So Gotta love it. You made uh, guys like Nazem Kadri, Kale McCarr, household names, Cogliano walking out with a cup, Jack Johnson. Like This is things you love to see. This team didn't only win the cup for this year, but cemented themselves for years to come. And this yeah. is what you want to see, especially as an Avalanche fan. And the question going into the final was goaltending and Darcy Kemper. He was up for the task. He let one in early. And then, you know, the defense helped when you only give up four shots on goal uh, in the third. But, hey, uh, overall, I thought for the series, he was very good. You know, Kale McCarr is your Conn Smythe winner. I think that's as much as a no-brainer as it could could get. Uh, But you're right, man. This team is set up with a core. But there are questions going into the postseason. There is a lot of unrestricted free agents. We're not going to get to that right now. Right now is party time in Avalanche Nation because this is just a a, a fantastic, fantastic season from beginning to end. Go check out Kyle and I, obviously, on Locked on Avalanche, and uh, we're going to break this entire thing down. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup champion. 
champions. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I got cut off a little bit there, but I think you got the gist. So this was um, a pretty solid game. Steven Stamkos did the first goal for Tampa. Then Tampa kind of had a few tantrums in the second period. I... I don't know what the heck was going on there. The officiating for this series, I mean, for hockey always, but for this series has definitely piqued the attention of people like myself who are casually watching these teams. That being said, at one point in time, I even tweeted this, that, you know, even the announcers were saying, I feel like they're losing their cool. Like they're really starting to lose their cool. And that indeed was indicative um, or I should say was easily noted by seeing Tampa play. So, uh, you know, the three P obviously is no more. Now it is Colorado that sits in the driver's seat. Speaking of, um, you know, we of course have an amazing, um, we have an amazing sponsor in the, uh, in bet online and, <laughs> They've already put out odds for next season. Colorado at the top, Tampa Bay is right there with them. Um, where is the Seattle Kraken? Well, as indicated by the title of this show, not great. Not great. We are going to get into that next. But before I shift gears too much from the Stanley Cup, I want to talk about a few things. One is Nazem. Kadri. And I want to go to a dear friend of mine, Shireen Ahmed, who wrote an opinion when Nazem Kadri hoisted the Stanley Cup. He lifted a whole community along with it. Of course, talking about the Muslim community, Nazem Kadri will be the first Muslim to have his name on the Stanley Cup. Talking about representation all the time, you know, we do that here at Locked On. And it also was really poetic, I think, because Nazem Kadri had death threats. There were actual death threats to him and his family during these playoffs. <laughs> and to my knowledge, and please, 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 absolutely correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the NHL never directly addressed that. And it makes it hard to trust or believe when, I mean, unfortunately I'm talking after Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm talking as there are anti-trans laws. I'm talking as we are about to wrap up pride month. I'm talking as, I mean, I'm wearing the black history month, um, edition of the Seattle Kraken logo and I'm wearing a Juneteenth, Juneteenth shirt. Uh, I'm getting ready to go out for a run. And, um, all of these things are happening, and we see these statements. Uh, Herb Carnegie, Herb Carnegie, in the builders category, going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. All of these things are happening, and the hockey community is picking and choosing when they speak up against injustice. Also, the hockey community picking and choosing when they celebrate certain things in communities that we say are traditionally not a part of hockey. And I use the air quotes for those listening on audio. I gave a pretty hard air quote. Um, and the reason I do that is because <laughs> people of color have been playing hockey since the turn of the last century and maybe even before. 
to act like we, including women for that matter. And we've talked about this for the Seattle Metropolitans and the women's team that was created so that at the time, the wives of the hockey players for the Seattle team so that they could get into hockey. So when we talk about how people that look like me or people who look like Nazem or Shireen, that we're like new to hockey. I mean, I might be new to hockey relative to some of you listening or watching, but my people are not new to hockey. (laughs) Nazem's people, Shireen, we're not new to hockey. And when hockey picks and chooses when they support us, that's when we have a difficulty believing the slogan that the National Hockey League has taken on, that hockey is for everyone. Which is why when Nazem Kadri uh, said that, you know, anyone, anyone who thought I was a liability can kiss my assets. Hey, we have to be clean here on the Lockdown Podcast. Um, I maybe added a few things to that. I'm sure you can figure it out. But um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Because, yeah, same. Same. If you think I'm a liability to hockey or to covering uh, the Seattle Kraken or to covering women's hockey, insert Nazem Kadri quote. But talking about betonline.net, we know it's our number one source for all sports betting needs and information. You can find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including, of course, next year's NHL Stanley Cup championship odds if you are Arizona <laughs> we're not far behind at all anyway bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports MMA boxing and even golf head to the website today you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts. We're going to start our second stanza talking about the bet online odds. As I mentioned, uh, we don't have the worst odds in the league. So good for us. We don't have the best odds either, um, which really shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Wasn't a great first season. It wasn't a great first season. It was great in that. I mean, hey, Lockdown Kraken started. Tomorrow is our one-year anniversary. Hey, is it tomorrow? No, sorry, not tomorrow. Friday. Friday is the one-year anniversary. July 1 is when we got kicked off. So uh, we'll definitely recap some great Lockdown Kraken moments. But um, you got this show. You've got, you got some amazing writers who came through. Also want to give a shout out to Chanel Keenan. She's ending her time with the Seattle Kraken, but was our very first interview for Locked on Kraken. I'm sure we'll talk more about that on Friday, but sending love to Chanel, who also works with me as an advisor for Black Rosie Media, wishing her all the best. But, um, you know, we got a lot of good stuff. We did not get a lot of wins, which is why when you look at the bet online odds, we're not at the top. But let's talk about the top first. Um, started not at the bottom. Now we're here. That will be our slogan one day. But uh, the Colorado Avalanche at the top. 
and Tampa Bay Lightning, as I mentioned, following them. Toronto in the mix and the Florida Panthers right in there. Rounding out the top five Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes. Then you've got six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are the Rangers, Vegas Golden Knights, Boston Bruins, and Calgary Flames. I mentioned Oilers in that mix right there. Now, there's a few things that I want to talk about here. Um, I love the Too Many Men podcast and how everything has to somehow in this magical sport of men's ice hockey at the professional level, we always have to find a way, right, to talk about Toronto. Well, they're right there in the mix. We'll see. Uh, are they going to actualize these odds? I mean, there's other stats that say no, they will not. But, uh, you know, I'm rooting for you, Toronto. And why is that? Because I made a bold prediction um, let me come out of this real quick. Uh, we'll go back to the odds in a minute, but I made a bold prediction. And again, we're going to recap some of our finest moments here at Locked on Kraken, but, um, I made a bold prediction. I was asked to make a bold prediction in like my first week of the show. And I was like, I don't even have a roster yet. Okay. What are we going to do? But, uh, my bold prediction was that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. That's right. We want to win the competition between the most recent expansion teams. We already lost our friendly with uh, Bar Down Beauties. The Minnesota Wild won that series, Locked on Wild. We lost that friendly wager. So I'd like to win this one, okay? I'd really like to win this one. The Seattle Kraken, we're going to win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, according to these odds... We've got a lot of work to do because not only is Vegas in that, you know, top 10, we are in the bottom two. We're not the absolute worst, but we're not far. We're not far. And it hurts my heart, but I can't really disagree. 100 to 1 are these odds. A plus 1,000. 100 to 1 are the odds that we are being given as of the end of the Stanley Cup final, to win the 2023 Cup. And to that I have to say, well, I've already said, I can understand it. I, I know how these things are created. We go off of recency bias. And in our case, we've only got one season. What that fuel us? Seattle, let that fuel us. We are in a great position to make some big moves. We've got the fourth pick. We have 12, is it 12 picks um, in this coming draft? With uh, five of them, I believe, are in the first two rounds. We are buyers and sellers in this market. We have qualifying offers that are going to go to restricted free agents. We have some decisions to make there. We also have buyouts that are going to happening. All of that is happening right now. Making moves. July 1st, we're going to see the open uh, to free agency specifically in some of those areas. After the draft, we'll be able to start signing free agents. <laughs> this is a good time to have all these picks in the next handful of years. And when I say that, what exactly am I talking about? Let's go over to Draft Central. 
Did you know that the Seattle Kraken have Draft Central? I love Draft Central. Um, so we're going to take you over to the Seattle Kraken website and um, talk about what this is going to look like for Seattle. Um, so if you head over to the Seattle Kraken website, there is something called Draft Central. And I'm going to pull it up for those watching on video. If you're not watching on video, you can find the links in the show notes per usual. Uh, but I'm going to go through this here. So we have the Seattle Kraken, that is, 12 picks in 2022, 13 picks in 23, and 9 picks in 24. That's how the cookie crumbles. We're the new kids on the block. And... Um, you know, I, I love this because these are moves that we made at the trade deadline to get some of these picks. Do we need all of these picks? Probably not. And I'm going to give you the odds. We're going to stay in Draft Central. I'm going to give you the odds on why. We know the Seattle Kraken love their analytics, and they've broken that down. What are the odds in every round that these players are not only going to see an NHL game, but that they'll play more than 100 NHL games and potentially be an elite player. I'm going to give you those odds. And then in the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the draft prospects. We're going to talk about the locked on crack and mock draft. And ooh, was there a snub in the first round? Holy cannoli. But maybe that's an opportunity for the Seattle Kraken. We're going to talk about all of that. But right now, I want you to focus on how many picks we have. And then I'm going to take you over, and I've mentioned this before. Um, so uh, Kraken season, great, great uh, account that you need to be following. And I'm going to skip through some of this news, but we're going to stop here. Ron Francis hopes to not have to use all four second round picks this summer. He hopes they can be extra capital to sweeten potential trades. Haven't we been talking about this? Of course. Why wouldn't we do that? Look at, let's go back to Draft Central for those watching. Again, you can follow me on the screen. For those listening, I will describe what we're talking about on the screen. So I'm back to the upcoming draft picks on Draft Central. We don't need all of these picks. And why do I say we don't need all of these picks? Because if we, let me toggle out of here just for a minute so I can get you the article. But the reason that we don't need all of those picks is because the statistics say that we're not necessarily going to get what we need from some of the lower picks. And I think this is not anything, this is not like, you know, rocket science is kind of what they usually say. Um, but what I'm saying is that if you look at and the, this article is called Rounding Out, Trending Up. But if you look at the article here for the Seattle Kraken and you look at the numbers, we're going to scroll down to this middle section here. The first, the, the it's a nearly 100% chance that the first five picks in any draft are going to be NHL players. This doesn't mean there will be NHL stars necessarily, but they're probably going to have an NHL career of some sort, 100 games plus. That's 100%, nearly, not always, but nearly 100%. I We didn't get to the, uh, you know, the head-to-head -head draft for the number four picks overall. It just kind of ran out of uh, real estate and had some tech issues. But anyway, didn't get to that. Would have loved to because there were some duds at four. 
were some duds at four. So uh, anyway, nearly 100% chance. Now, picks six to 32, that drops from nearly 100 to 65 to 75% that most of those picks will play in some NHL games. I've talked about it before. There is analysis that says that this particular draft, you could find some diamonds in the rough. They're even saying as deep as the second round. So there's an opportunity here. Um, we see 35% will play some games according to the statistics and the analytics that we see for the Seattle Kraken. But in this draft, there might be opportunity to bump up that number and it be a little bit of an outlier against the median. So that's still a chance because not only because I want to see my bold prediction come true and we're going to win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights, I've also told you, and I, I'm pretty confident that everything that Ron Francis is indicating is that this team wants to win. I've told you I really think it's a three-year plan. This is year two. You can't get things moving in a three-year plan if you're not doing it in the second stanza in year two. Are they going to be a winning team? They need to have a winning record. Obviously, they need to have a better record than they had last season. I would like to see them get a winning record. Even what they have to do to get a winning record for next season, that's a lot. That's a lot of work that needs to be done. So um, why are we talking about all this? Because, and that's going to go back to um, what we have our friends here at Kraken Season, because these are some of the things that we're hearing. Uh, we've got players like Alex Debrinkit, who might be on and available for the trade. We also have the Seattle Kraken, and I talked about this. This came, I guess, after we had Bilesma's signing, that there are other elements that the Seattle Kraken are looking to fill as far as staff and personnel. They're going to get better, not just on the ice, but in the office. And part of the reason why they will be better on the ice, I'm putting two and two together here, is because they're going to make changes. Obviously, um, you know, <laughs> this is interesting to me. Like, a source said that the Seattle Kraken want to be better. Who is the source? Am I the source? We're all the source, right? Like, we're all the source. Of course we want to get better. And again, Ron Francis has already said this. But they want to be competitive. For me, again, winning record. So what does that mean? Goalie coaches, okay? Here are some of the, the names that have been attached. Uh, Alex Westland, again, for those listening on audio, I'm just going to read this for you. Washington's goalie coach Alex Westland is among those who have interviewed for the vacant Seattle Kraken goalie coaching position. Hot tip, Kevin Weeks. So what else, though, are we talking about? We already talked about this. This is a slide. It has the amazing uh, Eberly on there. Second worst odds to win the Stanley Cup. That this is uh, another outlet, but we talked about that online.ag. Uh, we talked about, and now I'm on the next slide talking about sweetening the pot. We talked that. Uh, now, and this, this is going to get us ready for our next, but um, 
some of the names that we're hearing have interviewed with the Seattle Kraken, and they've been pretty airtight about this, but we're hearing Logan Cooley, Cutter Gavier, Simon Simon Nemec, uh, David Yurisek, Joachim Kem Kemmel, uh, and these are all potential draft picks, which, again, is going to be interesting when we go back to what we've been hearing from our lock on mock draft and also in general. Um, Ron France, this one, you know, I love it. You know, I love it. If you're watching, you can see my excitement. I hope you hear it in my voice for those listening on audio. I'm going to read this. This is coming from Scott Malone at The Athletic. Ron Francis would like to add a defenseman this summer who can chip in offensively from the back end and potentially quarterback a power play unit. Who is that? Nemec. We talked about that. Simon Nemec. Uh, Nemec, Nemec. I got to get the accent right. I keep... I'm, I'm workshopping it. Uh, and by that, I mean I just have to get it right. I need to hear him say it. Anyway... That's what we hear. Yes, he's a young guy, but get him young. Build the habits that you want to see on the ice. I still like Nemec as our pick at number four, but I love this. I love, <laughs> and like, again, who is the source? Am I the source? I don't know. It seems obvious, right? For all of us, is it, my, am I alone? Am I on an island here? It seems obvious that there are a lot of things that the Seattle Kraken need to fix. Defense is one of them. Defense is one of them. Our goaltenders worked really hard, and they didn't always look great, but our defense a lot of the times did not look great. So I love this. Um, you know, we're, there's just I'm, – now I'm kind of just rolling through these. But um, this is the one that I want to stick with. This is the last one in the Kraken Roundup for Kraken Season Instagram page. Love them. Really helped me just kind of find where all the news is and then kind of sift through some of it. We're going to break down some of these slides a little bit more. Besides the top three projected forwards, some sources suggest that the Arizona Coyotes, with the worst odds to win the Stanley Cup, <laughs> I it doesn't say that for those on audio. It doesn't say that. I just added that. But uh, the, Iona, the Arizona Coyotes, excuse me, may be eyeing defenseman Simon Nemish at the third overall pick. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to break all of this down. I gave you a lot. And I encourage you to take a look at the link that I have in the show notes that will give you this Kraken season roundup June 27th. Uh, with the caption thoughts question mark. Oh, do I have thoughts? And we're going to talk about some of them relating to draft prospects coming up next on Locked on Kraken. All right, everyone, I'm back in the full screen. Here we go. I gave you a lot. I know it was a lot, but it was good stuff, right? It was good stuff. Stick taps to Kraken season. I'm a huge fan of that account. Okay, but before we talk about Kraken season, let's talk about Locked on NHL and our mock drafts. Now, you already know I'm with Nemec, Nemish. I'm, I'm getting it. But uh, who goes first overall? I mean, we see this almost everywhere, right? It's Shane Wright. Shane Wright going first overall. Slavkovsky at second. You know I like Slavkovsky. I really do. And if he falls to four, scoop on him up. That was really aggressive, but that's kind of how I feel. Okay, Ooh, I, I like it. 
I like it. Logan Cooley at three, Nimic at four, Eurosec at five. I'm not going to go through everyone, but what people have noticed is that there is a top prospect. See, I'm getting so excited. I'm, I'm dropping my keys here. There's a top prospect missing? Is there a snub in our mock draft? A lot of people say so. And who is that? It's Matt Savoy. He's a top prospect in um, North America and did not crack the top 16 on our list. I want to know your thoughts. Savoy, is that a snub? Is that a snub? Do we miss the mark? I'm going to tell you. If Nemec or Slavkovsky is available at four, I'm not going with Savoy. Uh, he's a centerman. I'm not going to lie. We could probably use a center. We could use everything. A lot of people I've heard a lot of analysis saying, get another young centerman to build along with Matty Beneers. I love that. I love that as a concept. I love that as a theory. Um, we'll see. I'm not married to it, I should say. Uh, love it. Want to flirt with it, maybe, you know? But do I want to marry it? No. I want to marry a strong defenseman that it can quarterback the power play. I mean, further draft, not in real life. Anyway, um, that's what I want this team to be married to, getting better defensively. And we've heard that... Ron Francis in the past has talked about building up from the back. But anyway, okay, let's go back to Savoy for a minute. Let's take you to the top prospects. This is, of course, the ranking that comes from the National Hockey League. And you can see Savoy right there, number four. Now, I've talked about this before. I've, I've given you this list before because if we look, Nemec is right there. Eurosec, uh, probably the first two defensemen we're hearing that are going to be taken. Both come from the European uh, side of things. Um, I like Nemec. We've heard that the it's razor sharp, the fine line between these two. So if Nemec isn't available and we still want to go with a defenseman, do we go with Eurosec? We'll see. But um Savoy to be so high on the NHL rankings and to not make her top 16, would I want Savoy? Well, here's what I like, and we're going to go back to an NHL article now. So I think I had this open for you just a minute ago. Uh, whoops, so sorry. Um, what do I like? What do I like about this guy? I like that, um, you know, the size. I do think we need some size. <laughs> We need everything. We need everything. And it's so difficult because you can't find everything in one person or with even as many picks as we have. Um, you know, what do I like about him? Elite thinker, does things at a high speed. That sounds great at the NHL level. The skating ability of Savoy for a lot of people is the difference. And I'm not going to walk you through the entire article, but the skating is critical. Uh, at times, the Seattle Kraken um, have not looked like they are a team that can effectively and efficiently skate themselves out of tough corners, um, you know, dangerous areas. They look a little panicky. 
at times. And, uh, and maybe that's not necessarily a skating thing. That could also be a stick handling thing, right? If you're not confident in being able to move the puck um, or stick handle through traffic, I don't know. But uh, the skating on the defensive side, ooh, not my favorite, not my favorite. But Savoy doesn't change that. So is Savoy a solid pick? Sure. Am I surprised not in the top 20? Yes. Do I think that the Seattle Kraken are necessarily looking at Savoy? No. So do I think he has a spot in, in the top 16? Sure. I just don't think that spot is with Seattle in the first round, given all the things that we need. Those are my thoughts. Um, we have so much to talk about for the remainder of the week. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. I think I got my tech issues figured out. Oh man, I'll put it up on YouTube, but Monday's show was a train wreck, <laughs> like quality wise, but I had a lot of energy. So I want to share that with you. It's just not great, but that's okay. I got a new setup. Uh, and uh, drop in the comments if you're watching on YouTube because I've got a lot of empty wall space. I know I said this before when I was in the other spot, but um, I've got I've got some decorating to do. Anyway, uh, your wellness tip of the day: uh, make sure that you find ways to offload when you feel emotionally attacked when you feel your integrity is attacked and what do I mean by that like get yourself a a, a a group chat call your mom or your sister or your brother or your wife or your husband your partner just before you react and, and I hope you realize that I often speak to myself on these wellness tips um, but just just I want you to feel your feelings we all should feel our feelings and Find a way to buffer those feelings before you present them publicly. If you present them publicly at all. I like going off on a troll every once in a while. For those who follow me, you probably know that. Um, that being said, sometimes I just offload in a group chat or with a good friend or family member of mine, um, someone that I know and love and trust so that I am releasing the negativity and making more space for love, for myself, for my work, for my people, like all of you who are listening and watching. That's, that's my wellness tip of the day. Oof, look at that. Just letting my shoulders, you know, loosen up a little. Uh, it's not good to carry so much stress. It's like, a, we talked about this before, the heavy glass. How heavy is a glass of water? It's as heavy. Depends on how long you've been holding it. Don't hold on to the stress. Offload that on someone else, but feel your feelings. Okay, that's what I have. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go, Kraken. I will see you tomorrow. And then, of course, on Friday for our one-year anniversary of Locked on Kraken. Thank you.